Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Friday, May 27, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm at a hotel today in uh, Redmond, uh, Oregon, where my mom, mom lives with my brother. We're seeing her for the last couple of days and uh, she just turned 88. And so we're brought here on a special trip just she kind of had a medical condition so we're we didn't want to not be uh, seeing her right now I'll just put it that way so all right just we're gonna bring in in just a moment Roger Stone uh, with uh, Barry Wunsch we did have Roger on with Robin Bullock here a, a few weeks ago it is our absolutely our most watched show on Rumble so far as it hit 202 thousand yesterday it was already up to 202,000 views so this will be really good so um let's bring in roger stone and barry wunch right now good to see you roger and barry how are you all great to be here so we, i'm gonna have we'll have barry tell his story about how you you two connected in a minute but roger if you would uh i'll, I'll just tell for the i'll say for the people that say what they don't know who roger stone is of course most people do you are one of those that trump all right, but tell this story, uh, how we, give us a 10-minute version of, of sure. your story and then how you came to the Lord and all that. Well, first of all, it's a great privilege to be here on Elijah's Dreams. Thank you. Uh, if you told me five years ago that I'd be on a Christian-based podcast today, I would never have believed it. Uh, I'm a hard-nosed, hard-boiled political operative. I've worked for four American presidents, wow. including Richard Nixon, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, and of course, my favorite, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and because I'm a longtime friend, 42 years actually, uh, and confidant of President Trump, I was targeted in the Mueller witch hunt. Um, it was alleged that I had somehow colluded with the Russians or with WikiLeaks. That, of course, was completely false. So ultimately, I was charged with lying to Congress about covering up Russian collusion that we now know definitively never took place. How does someone lie about something that actually never happened? Well, obviously, it's not possible, but it really didn't matter because I was framed so that they could pressure me into testifying falsely against President Trump. Uh, the Bible's, uh, pardon me, the Ten Commandments are very specific about the subject of bearing false witness against thy neighbor. Yeah. Uh, and I refused, frankly. Uh, and then I was a man staring into the abyss. I had a, an openly hostile and corrupt federal judge overseeing my case. She she could not even hide her hatred for Trump. Uh, I had a jury forewoman who'd been a Democratic candidate for Congress and who in the year prior to being selected as a juror in my case had attacked me viciously on Facebook and Twitter in 2019, but had all those postings on a on a, a secure you know a, a private setting during jury selection and during the trial and then she tried to quietly delete them after the trial unfortunately she got caught but even then they would not overturn my fraudulent conviction um i had a a a jury that had no military veterans in the district of columbia not one not a single evangelical christian not a single roman catholic not a single African-American male. I basically had a jury that was comprised almost completely of very angry lesbians. And they hated me. You could see it in their eyes. 
uh, the judge would openly roll her eyes during the trial whenever my lawyer stood up to make a point. It was that horrific. So for two and a half years, my wife and I were vilified, smeared, threatened. I was framed. They put a gag on me so I couldn't come on a show like this to defend myself. This was essentially a lynching in which I was denied my constitutional rights. Uh, I was bankrupted. Uh, I, I basically spent my life savings, uh, lost my insurance, lost my home, lost my car, lost my ability to make a living. Uh, and then a, a time came, in all honesty, when I realized that I was being both gagged and lynched um, and that I uh, hit rock bottom. I was Ooh. depressed. I was angry. I was dejected. I was frustrated. I was worried, not about myself so much, but about how my wife would support herself, how she would survive this uh, if I was unfairly incarcerated. And a number of, of clergymen, a number of men of the cloth told me repeatedly to take refuge in the Lord. And uh, although I was reading the Bible, I was reading the Proverbs and the Psalms, I would read certain passages that were recommended to me by pastors who were friends. I still wasn't feeling it. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't achieving the inner calm and the peace that I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, and then a time came when a very good friend of mine, Pastor Randy Coggins, who is, uh, I think at the time, 26 years old, one of the dy most dynamic young pastors I've ever met, phenomenal orator. His father was a pastor. His grandfather was a pastor. Uh, I'd met him at a book signing in North Florida. Uh, and above all, he was just relentless uh, in his trying to give me spiritual advice. He would call oh, me every day, really? every day, say, you've got to turn to the Lord. You've got to unburden yourself to the Lord. Ultimately, he called me very excited, telling me that Reverend Franklin Graham was coming to the part of Florida where I lived and asked me if I'd like to meet him. Randy's father had worked for Franklin Graham. They had a close and friendly association. And as a much younger man, when I worked for President Nixon, I'd had the opportunity to meet Billy Graham, who, in my opinion, was one of the greatest men of the 20th century. Uh, and uh, I still have the Bible that he signed for me wow. when I was 19 years old, working for President Nixon. In any event, I, I jumped at the chance to meet Franklin Graham, although I was still thinking like a political operative, and I knew he was a good friend to the president's, and I thought I might induce him to put in a good word for me in terms of executive clemency, which I saw as the only chance for survival. And uh, I met Reverend Graham. He was very gracious. I gave him a signed copy of my book, The Making of the President 2016. He gave me a signed copy of the Bible. And we spoke for about 20 minutes. And I told him what was on my mind and on my heart. Uh, and he said, well, he would talk to the president. He'd see what he could do. But he gave me a much better piece of advice. He said, look, I've known other men in your situation. And I know things look bleak right now. But if you will confess your sins, if you'll get right with the Lord, if you will pledge to walk in his way, I can personally guarantee you the Lord will never abandon you. He will lift you up and he will deliver you from your persecutors. Wow. It's really up to you. Only you can save yourself. And um, I said, well, I appreciated the advice. And then we went to his revival a few steps away. It was an amazing day, clear as a bell, beautiful blue sky, 2,000 Christians in this open field. People brought their own blankets and their own folding chairs. Uh, and uh, I would say this, that Franklin Graham is not his father. He's a, he's a different man. He's a very effective orator in his own, in his own way. Um, 
but he came to the part of his oration where he said, I don't know if your problem is drug addiction or alcoholism or gambling addiction or family problems or relationship problems or health problems. I don't care what your problem is. If you will turn to the Lord, if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you will confess your sins, the Lord will deliver you. So those who want to live in forever with our Heavenly Father, uh, rise now, confess to sin no more, uh, and put your faith in, in the Lord, uh, and you will be uplifted. You will be saved. And then, without hesitation, I, I felt that calling. I, it was the most natural thing in the entire world. I mean, I stood in front of 2,000 people with probably 200 other Christians. I confessed my sins, uh, and I pledged to live a different life, a better wow. life. I pledged to live, you know, to walk in his way. Uh, and Steve, I have to tell you, it was like a, it was like cement blocks being lifted from my shoulder. Really? really? I, mean, I left that field. First of all, it's always great to have several thousand people saying to you, we're praying for you. We love you. God bless you for what you've done for the country. God bless you for refusing to testify falsely against our president. But I left there with a bounce in my step. I left there with the calmness that I was looking for. Uh, and I have never looked back. Uh, I have more recently have decided to join the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. Nice. Founded by Dr. James Kennedy. It was dedicated by Reverend Billy Graham. Um, although I was baptized as a Catholic, and therefore I think technically I'm still a Catholic, I think what matters is whether you believe in Jesus Christ. That's mm -hmm. what I think matters. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I have found great fellowship at Coral Ridge. Um, they have a very dynamic uh, young pastor, uh, Pastor Rob Pasenzia, who's a, an amazing a speaker, one of the most dynamic speakers I've ever met. I wish I could get him to run for public office. That's how good <laughs> he is. Uh, and and it, it, it has really seen me through very tough times because the attacks on my family and I just don't end. They just don't stop. I mean, even as we speak, uh, they would like to somehow blame me for the events of January 6th. I wasn't there. I don't know anything about it. I didn't go to the ellipse. I didn't march to the Capitol. I wasn't at the Capitol. This is all extensive guilt by association. Uh, and uh, yes, I do know President Trump. I spoke to him twice this morning, strangely enough, uh, specifically about his new social media uh, website, Truth uh -huh. which is really great. Uh, but then additionally, uh, on some political matters that I'm not at liberty to disclose, but because I know the president and because I have met individuals who are members of either the Proud Boy or the Oath Keepers, um, that means nothing whatsoever. That, that's just a coincidence, but that doesn't prove anything. And then, as I was telling you before we went live here, the Biden Justice Department is suing my wife and I uh, in a civil suit over our 2006 taxes, 2006. Th th this, is, this is harassment. So my wife who has just survived stage four cancer through the healing power of Jesus Christ wow. without going through the chemotherapy and the radiation and all the horrific treatments, but who chose an all natural uh, course of treatment and put her faith in the Lord. She's now been declared to be uh, in remission, which the doctor said was impossible. Uh, but I'm here as living proof that Jesus Christ can do anything. Wow. And we've had not one, but two miracles in our lives. Three, if you count the fact that on January 6th, uh, the Lord came to me in the shower and said, don't leave the hotel. And I didn't. Uh, now, 
I know how this works. I know that when people see this podcast later, uh, elites, liberals, non-believers, those who mock Christ and those who believe in Christ are going to say, oh, that was all an affectation. That was all that was all a head fake. It's just positioning. Stone is seeking, you know, sympathy. I don't really care what they think. I only care what he thinks. That's good. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you really believe. He knows (laughs) if you misbehave. You can't you can't fool God. You can't fool the Lord. So my redemption is real. Uh, I'm proud of it. I try to speak at a church uh, when I'm traveling every Sunday. Uh, If I'm not traveling, you'll find me at Coral Ridge Presbyterian. Where the fellowship is just amazing. Uh, candidly, when I went to the local Catholic church, half the people were there were sneering at me. Really? You're supposed to leave your politics at the door. Yeah, church, yeah, for sure. People, I actually had a woman come up to me in the Catholic church and say, what in the world are you doing here? I mean, lady, it's a church. This is the Lord's house. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, so, uh, so sorry I, to hear that. I, I am glad to, to, to have a change uh, over to Coral Ridge. And then I had really the uplifting experience of meeting Barry Wunsch, which we, we met through a political endeavor. Uh, and then when we just began talking, it became very clear to me that he had a number of deadly accurate prophecies. Uh, and in many cases, he and I would see the same thing at about the same time. Really? I would, I would either see it in a dream or I would wake up with it. So I think I saw it in a dream, but I would have a conviction or an idea. There were actually times when Barry and I woke up at the exact same time (laughs) at four o'clock in the morning with a revelation. So uh, he has been, he uh, has been a great source of inspiration and strength to me. Um, As you know, I chose recently because I did it here on Elijah's dreams to speak out about what I believe is indeed a satanic portal, a demonic portal, which can be seen in the sky uh, above the White House. Yeah. Um, look, I'm I'm a I'm not a conspiracy theorist. When I heard this, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was just a you know some kind of crackpot idea. I investigated it very thoroughly. Uh, I studied it. I sent friends down to look at it. I looked at photographs of it. But in all honesty, the thing I did the most was pray. I prayed to do the right thing. Wow. Uh, and the Lord led me to talk about it, to talk about it publicly. I talked about it in a couple of speeches. And then I conferred with Robin Bullock because I'd seen Robert Bullock on, on Elijah's dreams and I admired him. First of all, the guy plays a mean guitar. I mean, just a mean <laughs> guitar. That's true. And you're a musician yourself, right? I, I am. I, I play a little bass guitar. I'm not nearly as good as uh, Robin, but I decided before I made a decision about speaking out to reach out to Robin to, to get his spiritual advice. And he encouraged me to say what was on my heart. Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. And I followed his prophecies. Of course, I was also greatly affected by the prophecies of Kim Clement. I uh, had an opportunity to meet his daughter. We've become very good friends. Awesome. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I have had the spiritual advice of a number of prophets. Uh, and I consider myself very, very fortunate. Well, in it's, that a, it's really interesting how God did this with you because um, Coral Ridge would not be known for inviting prophets to speak, probably, and probably Franklin Graham doesn't have prophets speak. So God gave you a very wide range of the body of Christ to, to love and accept you, and I'm sure most of the Catholics did, and the, the Presbyterians do, and and those who are interdenominational, like I consider myself, and you have a very wide 
uh, scope now of understanding that is that is wider than even uh, most people. They'll pick one denomination and say that's it. But you you have already expanded many. Well, let's let's bring in Barry here now. Barry, tell tell the story of how you you and Roger got connected and what I know you have some words that you gave to him that you want to share with the people. And I'd also encourage people to watch the last show we did with Robin to get all of the pieces of this. But uh, Barry, jump in anywhere you want to start here. Yeah, you know, I mean, we ended up, uh, you know, I got called into a, a high level strategic prayer meeting with a group of American brothers and, and prophets and apostles and Canadians, uh, prophets, apostles. And so we ended up, you know, on this prayer call and we were, we were meeting and uh, one day we had a, a brother come on. They said, we're bringing someone uh, on. We just want to see if, if the Lord shows you anything with this guy. And they brought in a Canadian political uh, leader, patriot, uh, Derek Sloan. And so immediately, you know, Derek on the call and we, you know, uh, the Lord took me into an open vision. I saw some things prophesied over him, you know, had words of knowledge over some of his family. And it just, you know, it, it fit. And uh, so that kind of ruminated for a while. And uh, one of the members of the prayer team thought, wouldn't it be appropriate that the Trump administration should be made aware of, you know, what's going on in the Canadian side here, that there's a, there's a righteous leader, you know, there's ones being raised up here in Canada. And uh, so they put together a bit of a, a bio and whatnot uh, briefing, and they contacted me to include the prophetic words that were given at that time. And I agreed. So, you know, they're sitting on this document and they thought, now how do we get it to, to you know, Trump's administration? Well, one of the guys had a, a relationship with a fellow in Texas. And so he just, he reached out, he, you know, he phoned him, he says, hey, we've got, you know, uh, you know, this going on and we're trying to get this document into the hand of, hands of Trump. Is there a way you could do it? And uh, the fellow said, we've been expecting your call. Really? <laughs> three days ago that the Canadians were going to be calling, looking for help. He says, all the way hung up the phone within minutes. He had a phone from another colleague, which actually connected to Roger. So within 24 hours, there was a phone call. connecting wow. us. Now, a little short time after that, we had another uh, Zoom meeting, Zoom prayer meeting, where we invited Roger onto that call. And immediately, uh, the Lord downloaded a word for me, you know, on that call. And I'm, I've got a transcript here of it that's noteworthy. And, uh, you know, this is the first time that, you know, we'd actually been kind of face to face with Roger. And uh, awesome. so anyway, uh, he came on and, and this is the word that, that came to me. And this was June the 9th, uh, 2021. Okay. It was uh, my, my, my son, my son, I'll never leave you or forsake you. My love for you and your family is greater than the sand of the seas. Mm. My son, do not lose heart for I've called you and I've prepared you mm. for the greatest battle of all time. And this is bigger than Valkyrie. This is bigger than you'd ever imagine. I've called you by name and I've called you to lead the charge in this hour with some of the greatest men alive. I'm turning the tables upon, I'm turning the tables today upon you from your enemy and the enemy's plans upon you that will not prevail. For I'm building of the greatest testimony you've ever seen. And I'm releasing my fire upon her and it's Roger's wife and I'm releasing my fire upon her and through her blood, cleansing and healing and restoring. 
So I, he is truly giving you the nations. And I saw Roger in a glory realm, and he had a, just a strength and a humility that was coming upon him that was going to bring the glory of God through him. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. Now, in that moment, I actually had an open vision of Roger Stone and his wife, Donald Trump, Robin Bullock and I, on a big platform, stadium of hundreds of thousands of people. And Roger had his wife by his side, and they were giving a testimony of the goodness and the kindness and the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ in his life and over his wife. And through that healing transformation, it was going to lead many, many into the kingdom. Now, as unusual as this was, you know, I'm, you know, in this prayer call, and I'm sharing, you know, making my notes in a book that I normally do. The back of my book literally fell off onto my lap. And, you know, I've got a book here that, you know, I use for, you know, if I'm in meetings and that, I'll, you know, I'll scribble down, you know, the prophetic words as they come. And as I'm on this call with Roger, the bat fell off my book. And this word came to me. And it was, Roger, I'm taking the back cover off of this book, and it's not going to end as they have prophesied, it says the Lord. For we break off every false word spoken over you and your family by the medical people and those that have called things as they are not. And we broke off all witchcraft off of you and your family, and we break every assignment off of you in Jesus' name. And we acknowledge, we declare, and we know, and we declare and decree that this ends the way the Lord Jesus Christ says it ends for the glory of God. And so, you know, in that moment, uh, you know, there, there was some fire on that, and we ended up, you know, sending it to Roger and Anyway, then, you know, we ended up on a call uh, before Roger ended up on that, uh, you know, January 6th uh, deal that he was subpoenaed for. And this was, this came in said when he came call, and this is go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then this is months later. And the first thing Roger says is, Barry, my wife is cancer free. And, and I believe it's a sign of the hand of God upon Roger and his wife in what he's called Roger to do with within the nation right now. So good. Now you got that revelation in June of last year. So that's, so this has been almost a year. And at that time you didn't have the contact with uh, Roger. You'd not met Robin Bullock at all yet at that time. No, I actually reached out to him more recently um, because I saw him speaking about the satanic portal. Um, and therefore I reached out to him as a source of knowledge and just for some advice. Cause I was thinking, about going public with what I believed. Uh, and he told me that I needed to speak what was on my heart, that that's what the Lord wanted me to do. Uh, going even further back, uh, he had prophesied uh, that when the stone was released, the giant will fall. Well, I have to admit, I, I'm not trying to say that I'm any kind of a savior or prophet, because I'm not. But I really do believe my life was spared for some greater purpose, that the mm-hmm. Lord spared me uh, and, and my helpmate. Uh, for a greater purpose. Now, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's for uh, sure. He, he has a plan. And what I found is that the plan gets revealed to you over time. Uh, you have to pray for guidance, but you'll do the right thing at the right time because it's it's you're divinely uh, directed, as yeah. it were. Uh, and, and God doesn't unfold everything for you at the same time. But when you look backwards, you clearly see that the actions you took 
were what are what he wanted you to do and and right now uh you know my own children my own grandchildren uh after this near-death experience because steve barry they they wanted to put me away for seven to nine months simply because i refused to bear witness uh false witness against the president uh this that was a death sentence i mean i was i was then 68 years old uh lifetime history of asthma they didn't want to send me to a prison near my home in florida which is the norm they want to put me in a special prison in Georgia um, where I was supposed to die. That way, my case would never get appealed. And the epic corruption of the prosecutors and the judge and the jury forewoman, which, by the way, is all unfolding for us right now in Washington in the courtroom. Uh, everything that that has been revealed in the last couple of weeks in the trial of Michael Sussman, who is, in my opinion, the fall guy, just a patsy, you know, the, the sacrificial lamb. A much larger conspiracy has been revealed there. Uh, all of that was known to me at the time. So God intervened in my life, but he didn't just set me free for no purpose. Uh, I, I'm back at the ramparts because what we see today is nothing less than an overall struggle between good and evil, between dark and light, between the godly and the godless. Mm -hmm. and, and as I have said in many speeches, if we fail, then this nation steps off into a thousand years of darkness. In my profession, and I'm a political strategist and author, we always say in every election, well, this is the most important election of our lifetime. We, we tend usually, to say that. that that's, this, that's usually hype. In this case, this is not just some tiny little political squabble. Uh, those who are Christians must stand up. The country was founded on Christian principles. You uh, you addressed this earlier. I recognize, uh, and I'm hardly an expert, that there are some Christians who believe in prophecy. There are others who do not. All that I care about is, are we united in our belief in Jesus Christ? That's good. Good. Because if you if that that's the common, I like I seek those things that bring us together, not those things that divide us. Right. Any Christian is my brother. Any that's Christian. Right. No matter whether you're a Lutheran, a Methodist, a Catholic, it doesn't really matter to me. That's right. Do you, do you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in, in, the, in the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? If you do, then you, are, you can be saved, and you need to enlist in God's army to save a Christian-based nation. That's good. Because the people in the Democratic Party, which, who were once patriots like us, who were once Christians like us, I mean, the party of, of, of men like John F. Kennedy and Harry Truman, that party's dead. That party no longer exists. There's no room for Christians. There's no room for believers in that party. That party has been taken over by radical socialists, indeed communists, and they mock those who believe in the Lord. So this isn't just some, the next little political squabble over a mess of pottage. This is, this is an overall struggle between good and evil, uh, and, and I'm on a mission. I mean, uh, if you had told me five years ago that I would be on every single Christian-based podcast, radio <laughs> show, television show, platform that invites me, I never say no. Wow, I try to accommodate as many, and here's why. If God saved me, he can save everyone. If it worked for me, it will work for all. So I just want to tell my story because there are other people out there, in my view, who are struggling. 
And I don't, regardless of what, as Reverend Graham said, it doesn't matter what the problem is, drug addiction, alcoholism, family problems. It doesn't matter what your affliction is. There is one way to salvation. I was saved. If I can save other people, then that's part of what I think the Lord wants me to do. Very much so. You know, when we, when we were on before, we were talking before, uh, you were talking about the, um, the burdens that got lifted when you were standing in the field. And I think I saw a picture of you with your hands raised if that was in that same field. So I saw the moment uh, that that happened to you. Now, so people are, are going to ask then, so if God's going to relieve the burden, uh, why are these attacks coming? And so you talked off camera about how you handle these things uh, compared to how you used to handle these things before you really turned it over to the Lord. How, how has your life changed when you actually handed it to the Lord? Well, the reason the challenges continue is because Satan is relentless. Yeah. Satan never stops. Uh, and Satan understands that I am his enemy. Uh, he understands that God spared me to help fight yeah. Satan. Uh, and temptation is put in my path every single day. And I just turn it away. Uh, look, I was a libertine earlier in my life. I, I lived a wild lifestyle. I was a Washington insider, no question about it. I left all of that behind when I was redeemed in Christ. Now, I know right now there are reporters at the New York Times snickering about this, laughing about it, thinking it's some kind of joke. Uh, I watched uh, Robin Bullock uh, when he witnessed blasphemy by others. Uh, I watched him on air and I saw his anger on behalf of the Lord. Wow. I even found that inspiring. Do not mock the Lord. It is a giant mistake for you to mock the Lord or those who believe in him. So uh, I guess the most telling thing is I, my favorite verse of the Bible, because I'm a Sicilian and therefore revenge is kind of hardwired <laughs> in us. Yeah. It tells us in Hebrews 10, 30 through 31, the vengeance is reserved for the Lord. So whereas before I would hate and seek revenge against those who sought to destroy me and my life and my family, I no longer worry about it. God will take care of them in good time. They will burn in hell for what they have done. But the Lord is the one who judges. He knows the facts. He knows what's happened. So I'm no longer consumed by the need for revenge, uh, which I admit to you before totally consumed me. I not only wanted to survive, but I wanted to destroy those uh, who tried to destroy me. Now I recognize they will be destroyed anyway, but vengeance is reserved for the Lord. That's good. And so you're finding uh, that uh, you said, if I'm remembering the, the quote, you said you now sleep better at night. Um, is that true? I mean, you actually, because you, you must have been uh, an insomniac comparatively before with all the problems, but you, do you literally sleep better at night, even though the, the, the attacks are coming at you? I sleep more peacefully. I would not say that I sleep, you know, 12 hours a night because that wouldn't be true. But the other thing I've learned is when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, it's often that you're woken up with inspiration. In other words, I, sometimes I That's go true. directly to a pad and pen or sometimes to the computer because I don't know if it's in my sleep, but things become revealed to you or things become clearer to you or ideas are delivered to you. Uh, and therefore, some of the most productive time can be between four and six o'clock in the morning. The telephone's not ringing. There are no text messages. There are no emails. It's a great time for contemplation. 
Uh, I often will reach for the Bible. I use a daily walk Bible. Uh, in the beginning, I was trying to function with a King James Bible, and I found it almost untenable, not because it is it is not the word of God, but because the language is so archaic. Yeah. In many cases, I would have to read the same paragraph four times to try to figure out what it was <laughs> God was saying. And then uh, a very great friend of mine, Alice Hanley, uh, who lives in Palm Beach, she and her husband, Lee Hanley, had actually worked with me in 1980. They were the Ronald Reagan for President Coordinators in Greenwich, Connecticut, hometown of the Bushes. That's combat duty. Uh, uh, and she is a, a born-again Christian, a great lady. She gave me a daily walk Bible, uh, which is very heavily annotated with footnotes and, and explanations. Uh, and that's really, I travel with it. It's with me at all times. Uh, I read first thing in the morning. I read that day's verse. But then I'll often go back and look at particular uh, parts of the scripture that I found inspiring or I found particularly uh, relevant to what I was doing that day. What I never understood prior to my redemption is how practical the Bible is. Notice, I just thought these were like fables. I didn't understand that there were specific sections of the Bible that address virtually everyday problems that you confront if you just look for them. Uh, and then I admit that the that the Daily Walk Bible has really helped me expedite my understanding uh, of what I'm reading. That's really good. That's really good. Well, Barry, you had some uh, a number of revelations uh, that are in your notes, and we won't have time to read them all, probably. But what would you like to share uh, that you've had uh, concerning Roger? And you know, I, I think uh, you know the the one that. Uh, you know, it was just an honor that the Lord would, you know, like you say, Roger, when it's two, three, four in the morning, you know, that when things are thin, you know, I find that that's when the Lord can come over our intellect. That's he good. can come over those soulish places in us to, without those filters that will hold things back for that revelation. And so, you know, on, uh, you know, October 6th, you know, the Lord woke me up at 420 in the morning with a dream uh, of Roger. And, you know, it was so personal, you know, that, you know, I, and I don't know Roger that well. I didn't know his story really that well. And, but, you know, he took me into this dream and I saw that, you know, he was in the middle of the ocean and a lifeboat flipped upside down and he was kind of trying to hang on to the side of the lifeboat. You know, the water was cold and, you know, it had been apparent they'd been there for a long time. You know, he was fatigued, he was cold and tired. And he'd just been through the most violent, tumultuous, evil, horrific storm you've ever seen. And I mean, he's just been sharing that with us. But he was alone. He was far from shore. And though, even though he was a fighter and a leader, you know, of international proportions, you know, he was he was weak and tired. He was just about ready to give up and, and let go and go under. But in the essence, what I saw when I was in that, you know, I was on, on the water with him, you know, close. And that's not who he was. And that was not who he was made to be in any way. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's trying to hang on to this boat and it's slippery and, and you know, it's cold. And he spotted a life jacket that had drifted up to him and he had a big red cross on the back. And, you know, he was able to, to slip it on. He was very relieved. And, you know, even though the, the struggle wasn't over, it brought him some comfort and, and some support that held him up. And, and it, you know, the physical strength that he needed now was you know have that support to, to do it and, you know that cross on the back that red cross on the back i mean that's to me that's him coming into the father 
and come in that real salvation in the in the storm that he came through. And so, you know, he he drifted away from those that, you know, had been kind of his support and were close to him for many years. And uh, you know, those that were at one time with him there, they were now gone. And he found himself kind of alone in the you know, kind of alone trying to sort this stuff out. But God. And uh, you know, many of these guys that had been close to him at one time, now they were just concerned about looking after themselves yeah. right down to it and they weren't coming to the rescue and i actually heard them say collateral damage only to be expected we can move on really and they said this in a way to justify what they did and and how they didn't come in and help them and now out of this guilt and shame the actions you know it left them exposed because roger was alive and he was saved and Roger knew the details of everything that happened. And now he was a tremendous threat yeah. to those who would like to take the country out. So I watched as he drifted around through the night and, and rolling with the waves and, and, you know, time to reflect and determine in his heart what he needed to do if he was given a second chance. And, you know, things stripped away, you know, from him and, and you know, his identity that maybe had gotten off track a little bit, but he emerged a new man. And I watched in the dead of the night as a big search and rescue helicopter came with these big massive spotlights searching through the water. And there was a special team for search and rescue that came at great cost. And, you know, as it came closer, they spotted him in the water to lift him out. And on this helicopter, it had the search and rescue decals on it, but it also had the markings of President Donald Trump on the side wow. of the helicopter. They pulled him out of those icy waters and, uh, you know, it had taken a toll on him, but he was brought into recovery and, but, you know, he wasn't sure who he could really trust like before, you know, the landscape was totally different. And I saw that he really didn't have that one close that he could really trust and, and to the degree he needed to get through, you know, even though he was surrounded by many people. But, but what I did see is that he did have a couple of close friends that he could share and and they soon began to surround him and support him and value him not as an asset but just for being roger stone just being a son of god where he was supported and loved kind of through the the rough patches and so you know i saw that you know through this and he you know god repositioning him he roger i saw him accept the calling you know, even though it was going to be hard at times, you know, for the for the, the impact of the nation to, to, to bring it back on course. And so one by one, you know, I saw the Lord bring people around him to support him and 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 be released into this. And so there was no one else in this type of history that was so well equipped to do so, or you know, knew what had to be done. So the commissioning was being released now. And I saw this wind of change come and a favor coming and as, as roger released himself in full surrender which he has by the testimony of his own mouth yeah and as as he forgave those that he needed to he was released from his past and things started to fall into place so in his dream you know i was with roger and i laid hands on him and i watched the holy spirit fire come upon him and it gave him an impartation for all that he'd been asking for because he knew there was more and there was something missing and he wanted it all and he got it and much more. So I watched as now, you know, easy evidence came, accesses became easy. Evidence came to him, sometimes like on a silver platter. And so I got up and I'm, you know, kind of journaling this dream down and the Lord drops a, a word in my heart for Roger. And it's this, and I think this is important for people to hear. I mean, I'm a Canadian, yeah. guy. you know, I, I, I 
you know, I don't know the, the logistics of the, you know, Canadian, the American political structures. You know, this is as pure, in my opinion, as, as it kind of can get. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. He says, Roger, my beloved son, do not be dismayed at what's going on. Do not be discouraged, for I, the maker of heaven and earth, have called you by name for such a time as this. So do not be disheartened, for my hand is upon you and your family. I will raise up your wife in strength as a testimony of my great love. You will testify to the nation and you'll leave many into the kingdom. Roger, you're my man. Is it not apparent? Is it not obvious? I have created you to lead a charge and the cost has been great. And most men would have given in, but I have created you with the fortitude and the aptitude to get it done. So no longer shall it be done in your flesh, no longer by your own strength, for now you are weak enough that I can work through you. I will, it will never be the same as I have brought you this far. I will not abandon you. I will not turn my back upon you. So do not fear and be bold, be strong, and I will fill your mouth and your pen with my fire and it will turn this nation back towards me. I've entrusted you with much and much more is to come. To those that are called, much is required. For I am cutting away some bad company and you'll see it. And in their place, I will position those I have for you in this hour. It is not as in days past. This is a new hour. Sir Roger, you will go down in history as one of the greatest men this nation has ever seen. Wow. You have a very high call and you will fulfill it by my grace at my side on your knees. Wow. I will look after your every need and recompense and retribution will be mine. I will look after you. So follow my lead. I will never let you down and I'll be with you through the end for you shall drink from the sweet cup of victory for the world to see. Oh, well, great word. I, I'm guessing that was pretty encouraging even to hear it again, Roger. Um, I wanted to ask you, Roger, he had said at least once, if, if not a couple times, that God was cutting away old re, some old relationships and going to replace them. Have you seen that happening um, in, in the well, short term? I think it was uh, Harry Truman who said, if you want friends in politics, get a dog. Uh, and that's exactly right. So the only good thing about a horrific experience like the one that my wife and I have been through is you learn who your real friends are and who those who pretended to be your friends because there was something in it for them are. Uh, and sure, there are people who whose children I got in schools, who I helped get promotions, or particularly reporters who I helped with a big break on a story turned their backs on me uh, when they thought that I was doomed. Uh, some of them have never never spoken to me again. Uh, but I, I, the community that I've joined uh, and the new friends that I've made, uh, well, take Robin Bullock, for example, yeah, someone yeah. I really, uh, whose friendship I really value and whose advice I really value and whose broadcasts I, I never miss. Uh, there's an example of someone I would never have met 
if I didn't go on this spiritual journey. Now, I'd say Matt, we've never met each other physically, yeah. but we talk, we correspond. Uh, he's an amazing individual uh, because yeah, he's a conduit for the Lord. So, um, and I don't mean, I don't want people to think that my life is stress-free because the Lord knows it is not. Immediately upon my being pardoned, I had to face 17 individual, completely bogus, completely groundless, completely fake civil lawsuits against my wife and I that are born of bloodlust, just crazy left-wing crackpots suing me out of anger. Uh, 11 of them have now been dismissed in my favor. Wow, wow. Uh, the other six, I will prevail with the help of the Lord. Um, I, I, we lost all of our resources, so hundreds of thousands of individual people prayed for us or went to stonedefensefund.com to contribute to, to my legal defense. It's ongoing. Um, this is called lawfare. This is where somebody files a completely fake but highly sensationalized lawsuit against you, not only to drag your name through the mud, but to cause you to, to, to spend huge legal fees. So even today, there is not a month that goes by in which the combination of unpaid medical bills for my wife and my ongoing legal fees are not greater than the amount that I earn working as hard as I possibly can. Uh, but the, I, I'm not discouraged by this. That's the old good. Days, I, would be, I would be despondent. Yeah. Uh, I know that every month the Lord does provide. You never know where it's going to come from, but it always does come. So to the tens of thousands of people who have prayed for us, who have donated to us at stonedefensefund.com, uh, I, I can't even tell you how great that feels because we ran out of resources and without the, the love and prayers and the generosity of, I don't know, I think 85,000 people had donated uh, at, at the height of it, wow. we, we would not be we would not be here today. So those people were motiva motivated by the Lord to help us, uh, and I have survived. Uh, this week, you if you flip through, if you do a Google news search, you'll see some of the most vile garbage out there. Um, Stone is either going to flip on Donald Trump or he's going to prison. That's actually reported in multiple places this past week. Really. Uh, there's nothing to flip about regarding January 6th. And and no, uh, I'm not going to prison. There's nothing, there's no crime to even charge with me with. But you'll find those stories written within the last four or five days. I mean, they're just not letting you go. By the way, I hadn't I hadn't heard the stonedefensefund.com. I'm glad to hear about that. So I would encourage people to, to help on that. I didn't God, God bless you. Every little every little bit helps. Uh, look, I, I've I've had it up to here with lawyers. Lawyers are <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. uh, Shakespeare said the first thing we do is kill all the lawyers. Of course, <laughs> I, of course I mean that rhetorically. Yeah. Uh, but it, it never it never seems to end. That's because we have a government that isn't just. We we have we have a broken system, uh, and uh, it, it never seems to end. The only thing that's better is uh, I endure it a lot better. I mean, I, I am still a happy warrior. Uh, and, and I have no intention of just, you know, folding my tent, disappearing into the night. Uh, my wife had a PET scan and CAT scan three days ago. We await, we await the results okay. to find out whether her cancer is still in remission. So now would be a great time for everybody to just pray for her uh, as I am praying for her, because I have experienced the power of prayer in my own life. As I say, I think I think I've experienced three separate miracles, maybe four the commutation of my sentence, 
saving me from being taken into custody with hours to go. Jeez. The full and unconditional pardon of just before Christmas of, of 2020. Uh, the decision on January 6th not to leave my hotel, yeah, not to leave the Capitol. And most recently, which the doctor said was literally impossible, uh, my wife surviving stage four cancer. Those are four mir miracles in one lifetime. Most people would be fortunate to have one miracle yeah. in their life. So uh, it's why I continue to say, I think I was spared for a purpose. Well, yeah, and then even, he, you know, Roger, he's giving you a connection with Barry and Robin and these prophets who literally can speak revelation from the throne of God that confirms it in its own way. That's a miracle. Not, it's not technically a miracle because God's always talking and very few are hearing him because they have been trained. But uh, that, that's its own miracle category, in my view, because now God, now you're hearing from the, from the creator of the universe, you know, of heaven and earth. So, I mean, look, the, the new friendships that I have found, the new friends I have found, uh, those in the in the Christian community who have rallied to my side, this is the greatest gift of all. I mean, five years ago, I never heard, uh, let me be more specific, two years ago, I never heard of Elijah's dreams. Now I'm here. It's been one of the greatest experiences ever. So when I went to Myrtle Beach to give a speech two weeks ago, the number of people who told me they saw our previous broadcast with Robin Bullock was mind-blowing. You really? have no idea how many people... <laughs> Really? Well, how many people referenced that broadcast? I still get text messages, emails from it. Even when I spoke, uh, I spoke it in the villages uh, for Laura Loomer, who's running for Congress. General Flynn was there. Uh, at least three people in the receiving line say, oh, I saw you on Elijah's dreams. I looked at those pictures online. Yes, that does look like a demonic portal to me. Yeah. I've prayed about it. My whole family has prayed about it. So what we're doing is working, folks. The, the Lord is going to win this. People ask me all the time, are we done? Do we lose? I mean, is America finished? Well, if you believe the Bible, and I do, no, we actually know the end of the story. Good triumphs over evil. We already know that. All we don't know is how it happens, because God only reveals the battle plan to you when he is ready to. That's right. And when he's ready, the big picture will become clear. In the meantime, I try to take life one day at a time. What is it the Lord wants me to accomplish today? Or what is it that I need to accomplish for myself, but by from which I get divine direction? Uh, and that's why I'm a different person than I was. Uh, it, it's, a, it, it is a, it's a whole different place. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little overwhelming. Uh, and, and the mocking of elites, you know, no longer hurts anymore. The people who are going to laugh about this broadcast when they see it, and there are some, well, they're going to have to bargain with the Lord themselves when the time comes. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, let me just ask in general, so there's people watching, and they've, they've been watching, and they're discouraged about things have not happened as quickly or the, as they thought, or Trump has not returned as quickly as they thought, or the deep state hasn't been exposed as quickly as they thought. Um, from your perspective, how would you well, how would you encourage people that are in those places that are frustrated? Maybe they're following the Lord already, but maybe they haven't fully given this over. What what kind of counsel would you give to those? Well, as the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled, and that's exactly right. These are these are dark times, but in every great battle in the Bible, 
in which the Lord's forces are challenged. He's they're always outnumbered, vastly yeah, outnumbered. That's true. They're also always victorious. So um, I I would urge those to keep the faith first of all, uh, because uh, this is a, this is a fight. But Satan is no match for God, no match at all. Uh, and good will triumph over evil unless people lose faith, so, and that that cannot be allowed to happen. So. Um, prayer has enormous power. I mean, I've learned this through my own life. Uh, and uh, those who don't see it, you're really missing the boat, folks. Uh, yeah. You can change the course of events through prayer. And prayer is cumulative. So 100 people praying is stronger than one person That's praying. That's good. That's good, Roger. That's true. People don't teach that that often. But it is, you know, the Bible actually does teach it's cumulative because there are these we're seeing these as um, incense going before the Lord. And when the bowls of incense are full, then then they're poured out as the prayers of the saints. And that's a cum cumulative picture that God is saying. You just keep praying and praying and praying. And when when that bowl of, of incense is full, the way it's uh, uh, typified, I think it's the book of Revelation, then it, then it happens. So, yeah. Well, Barry, um, what... We just have a few more minutes here. What what would you like to share with Roger uh, as an encouraging word from the Lord for him today? Well, I, I I just I see Roger that you know as we know we're we're in the the battle of battles here, the good against evil of, of all time, and uh, you know it's not for the faint of heart. And I clearly see that how the Father has postured you. Uh, you know, you know, he never calls us to a fair fight. If there's a chance that we've got something in our hand that we trust in, that that we may just pull this off out of our own gifts and our own talents and our own own abilities, you know, we'll take the credit for it. But when we're put in a place that's so tight and so you know, in a place of of you know, it it has to be the hand of God and the move of God that that makes this happen. Uh, we can be assured that the victory is ours. I had a, you know, I had a word a while ago where actually I saw you, Roger, in in the swamp in in Louisiana, and you know you went and you were brought in with General Flynn and a bunch of lawyers, and and a snake came out of an old shack there. The head of the snake changed into the head of a woman who we we know, and uh, you know I saw you, you know, at the right moment, you know, she took a lunch for you to try to try to take you out. And and you have the wisdom and you're postured at the right place at the right time with what you needed to take the head off of the snake that that would, you know, basically bring a defeat to the enemy. And, you know, so in that, you know, the, the, the witchcraft, the different things that go, were going on, you know, I was also in that same encounter taken into the into the White House where I was taken into ceremonies being done by by a white witch. And, and they were doing ceremonies, opening things up, you know, in, in the spiritual realm that weren't good. And so when you talk about Robin Bullock, the pictures that have come, you know, that, you know, are, are there and the, and the evidence that is showing itself, it, it show, proves to be true. Yeah. Well, you know, just recently, I'll just, I'll add, you know, I'll, I'll share this. I had an email, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks from people that had watched that episode where I shared that whole deal. And I got an email from a fellow that was connected to, you know, secret service type people. And they said, you know, once a month, there was a, a first lady that was 
went to California every, every, you know, the first, you know, once a month, you go to California to do ceremonies. Like, and, you know, they actually, at the time, you know, they, they kind of talked about it being hocus pocus, you know, and we're kind of making light of it. But, you know, I, I you know, I don't, anyway, it brings evidence to yeah. say there's more going on than probably most of the American people would dare to want to even think about being yeah. true. Well, activity. I do want to encourage people to uh, look at the episode we did with Robin and Roger a couple of weeks ago. It's on the same channel. It's uh, it's the one, like I said, it has the highest rated show that we've put on Rumble so far. Um, but in there, we show pictures of the of the portal, and we tell the story, and we, we you know we give uh, different pictures from different angles. Uh, some videos. So you'll see that that was documented. So some people would even say what we believe and what we see is hocus pocus. But, you know, Paul the Apostle said, we are not unaware of the devil's schemes. But really what he was saying is we that are telling you this are not unaware of the devil's schemes. But uh, many of the readers are unaware of the devil's schemes. There are things going on in this nation that are the devil's schemes that many Christians are completely unaware of. And so why watching the last episode is, but remember what Paul said. Paul said, we aren't, we the apostles aren't unaware of the uh, of the devil's schemes, but you all need to be made aware of what's going on, the occultic things that are being practiced on behalf of this nation by evil people in the higher ups that want nothing but death and destruction for this nation so that they can be more powerful themselves. And, and wealthy, and it's an ugly, ugly, ugly picture of what they're trying to do to the nation and to the earth and to the body of Christ and to God's people. So uh, watch that, watch this, be sure and share this. Uh, Roger, I really appreciate it. You're, you're, uh, every time, you, I've heard you now about three times now share your testimony, it gets more and more powerful. It's obviously God is growing that anointing in you to share uh, your testimony. It's very believable because it's very real inside and it's very clear so thank you for coming on roger and barry blessings for helping make this happen and for the two of you connecting i know you've given roger many um revelatory words of which i have a whole stack of here we just did not time to read them all but uh we've got some really good stuff in there but thank you both for being here and so stone cold truth is your and can they get to your donor page from stonecoldtruth.com as well uh, they or, can but there it is right there on the screen okay, stonedefensefund.com it's it's ironic because this morning my lawyers presented a legal bill for forty thousand dollars oh wow so this this is really uh this is really providence that you put that up oh, i good. appreciate it God bless you if you can help. Uh, yes. But I am blessed, Steve, to have your friendship, Barry's friendship, Robin Bullock's friendship. I, I am truly blessed. Uh, and uh, and every time I, I tell my story, I feel like I'm strengthened. Telling the, the, the Lord's gospel just gives you incredible strength and power. Not personal power, but power to help save others. And I think that's the mission now. Awesome, okay. awesome. All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, we will see you again soon. See you all. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.